0: agony of Sean Windsor, the human drama of athletic Mark Fellauer, this is ABC's Soul of Detroit.
1: (laughs) You asked him to run, he's gone,
2: what are you doing, what are you doing, what are you doing?
1: That is not painful by them. That is painful by the people of Detroit.
2: You might be qualified, ML.
1: I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay. You want to go right now? Hey, kids. It is a a perplexed uh, ML Elric. When we discussed that intro, it was supposed to be Mark Fellhauer, but it somehow turned out to be Athletic Mark Fellhauer. Hey,
0: I I don't decide where the edit. Points are that make it sound smooth. I just, you know, work with what I have. Are you saying I'm not athletic at all?
1: That hurts. No, no, I'm I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you're uh you're uh I'm very freelancing.
0: Athletic. I played my daughter uh in one on one up to ten and I
3: won ten to nothing. Wait a second. He's freelancing? Does that mean he's going off the script?
1: No, it means <laughs> that you wrote it means that we had a plan. Is
3: that where we're at? He's improvised. The closer you get to the election the more authoritarian <laughs> you're going to become is that is that what's going on here oh. Or shows will take up
1: no, no no i i believe in i believe in empowering people but uh i can see mark playing with this this would be um this would be the fourth show on the red shovel network uh charlotte dad podcast is that the star of that oh man this-
0: i don't know i feel like she's pod faded a little bit because she doesn't want to do a show anymore
1: okay well i don't
0: know the three-year-old wants to though she's like dave I,
1: Chappelle. she just walked away Pretty much. She said way. that's it. Was this height. like the great Santini, where you're just bouncing the ball off her head and you know, just berating oh, I had her? so
0: many blocks. It's not even funny.
1: Yeah, I have a height
0: advantage. Good reference, by the way.
1: When you're stuffing a, a seven-year-old that no, that no, really no. isn't funny,
0: dude. I was the youngest of three brothers. You know how often I got abused playing sports. Um, I know it's not Charlotte's fault, but.
1: That reminds me of when the Unabomber said that uh, all the other guys in my family wrote really long stuff, so it's okay <laughs> that I wrote this manifesto. Oh, I like this. I'm
0: talking, am I supposed to
1: let her win? I'm trying to toughen her up. He's a Wolverine, by the way, that Unabomber. You know it.
3: By the way, Mark, what, what are you and I wearing? What, what's on our shirts? Uh, we're supporting the show by wearing merch that's available at
0: the thedrewmikestore.com.
1: Ooh, way to push a product.
0: And how is that different from what Mike's wearing? Uh, he is wearing a campaign shirt that says ML for Detroit. Dot com. So, are we in the right building? What what uh, we, is we this? Our podcast. It shows where his most you know where his allegiance is okay. the most important, which is the election. That's fair. It I is understand. fair. It's a little hurtful, but it's fair. Uh, I'm going to wear this, a milk dud shirt in support of Sean next week.
1: Uh, these shirts are available to all volunteers who help us with cleanups and other things that improve the community. In fact, we've been helping people get their basements cleaned out uh, all week because of this flood that we're still dealing with. But there have been some amazing things that have emerged from this flood. That uh, that some, some things I thought I had lost. Uh, in a future podcast, we will be having. Ooh. We will be having a uh, a very talented musician, whose picture I took um, back in high school. It was a national award winning picture, by the way. But anyways, I ran into him by chance at a funeral. <laughs> of course, it was. <laughs> and this one didn't come with a pay cut. Um, and I uh, I ran into him at a funeral. I had not seen him in thirty six years, and I ended up sitting next to him at a funeral. And we just started talking. And somehow it emerged that uh he had sold a book about his music career, and that my picture was going to be on the cover. I said, "What are the odds that we would run into each other at a funeral?" Wow. Said, Can you find the original picture? And I said. I'll see what I can do, but I've been really busy. And then in the flood, I was going through some files, and lo and behold, I found the picture. And another really cool picture. And you know what else I found? The copyright for it? I I possess that as the creator. Oh. But um, I found uh the astronaut pen. If, if Maz is listening, he'll know what I'm talking about. From Seinfeld? From Seinfeld. My wife got it for me when we lived in Chicago because we were big Seinfeld fans, and she went to all this trouble to find where she could get the astronaut pen, and she got it for me, and guess what? It still works. It still works. Wow, that's also Even a pen. upside down.
0: It's also a pen for left-handed people. Just, Is it? You know. Yeah, because the way pens are made to It so doesn't smear? So you're not pushing it? No, it'll, it could still smear, but it's a long thing. That would that's, make a great that's, story. That's,
3: that's the thing you understand when you live in the right man's world as a lefty. Yeah, yeah, right. That would make a great story, actually, the photo, the way you found it running into him. I mean, if you could write, you that'd make a really it. good story.
1: <laughs> if I could find somebody to pay me to write, I might write. I but- actually... But we're going to have him on the show. I wish I could show. write
3: that story about you and him.
1: Oh, yeah. You, 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 uh, I understand it's free press policy now that nothing newsworthy involving me can be published ah. because uh, <laughs> of our long relationship. But, yeah. So.
3: Yeah. It's you know, bad. I know. It. Now that you're on the other side, you don't want them to have any standards anymore that you used to love. But that's okay.
1: Yeah. The, uh uh, well, we'll just move on. I have some thoughts on the editorial page and standards. But okay, we'll just, we'll just move on from there. um but yes, I have been uh uh decluttering my basement uh at the at the uh at the point of uh, a tsunami, and we've been trying to help some neighbors get through some situations. It's amazing what people are going through right now and uh and really it's it's tragic and it's horrible. And it's something that needs to be addressed. And, and I feel
0: like um, the rest of the area has already forgotten about it because, you know, the weekend. Yeah, well,
1: people were great. That's grilling. just how it works. Yeah. And if it didn't affect somebody, then they can move on. But the problem exactly. is it affects all of us because we are all going to pay for this through our taxes going to payments made by FEMA, by insurance policies increasing their rates because people are making claims, because insurance companies never go out of business. They just spread the pain over the rest of us and stretch it out forever. So it is a really, really, really uh, heartbreaking thing. And uh, and I will tell you, as someone who was raised by a recovering Catholic, that I am not uh, very well versed in faith. Hmm. But, uh, but this campaign—I mean, I do go to church uh, almost every Sunday— and uh, and one of the great things about campaigns is you get out of the churches you go to and you go to a bunch of different churches, and particularly when you're running for office in Detroit, you go to a lot of evangelical and Baptist churches, and if you've never been to one of those services, I will tell you, you are missing one of the most amazing uh, encounters of your life. And uh, I was, uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to be welcomed at Greater Burnett Baptist Church on Sunday, where Pastor Patrick Johnson was was celebrating his fifth anniversary as a shepherd of that flock, and uh, as as the as the um, honoree, he was able to uh, partake most of the services. While uh, uh, a knucklehead like me had a few minutes to speak to the congregation, and a real orator, guest Pastor Jason Mosley um, did most of the the, the heavy lifting. Uh, on the spiritual side of things but before we get to that i want to tell you about uh, a little something um, that uh, allows us to come back to you each week and that's the good people at roy o'brien ford if you're looking for new ride if you're looking for service if you're looking for repairs or even just a top-notch oil change roy o'brien has you covered they've got the new full-size bronco in there now that's where my, my mom bought her red focus wagon it's bright red it's still running after, geez, probably about 110, 120,000 miles. We're still borrowing it. And she is still a satisfied customer. Roy O'Brien has been taking care of customers for nearly 75 years from the corner of Nine Mile and Mac. You can find out more about them at RoyOBrien.com, R-O-Y-O-B-R-I-E-N.com. Check out Fast Track, which lets you choose your vehicle and options. You can pick out your deal. Do you want to lease it? Do you want to finance it? Or if you're lucky, you can pay cash. You'll also find out what your trading is worth. You can apply for financing and schedule delivery of that hot new ride. So if you want to know more, go to royalbrian.com or call 888-566-5851. And please let them know that you found out about them from this podcast, because the only reason the podcast is still going is because Royal O'Brien Ford is mm-hmm. helping to support us. So let's support those that support us.
0: And if you have a Ford, I mean, I know they're looking for cars. Oh yeah, uh, looking for a used ones. So your value is never going to be higher. Call them.
1: So, um, so I, uh, you know, when you run for office, you have all kinds of experiences, things that you think you'll never do. Some of them are amazing. Some of them are confounding, and some of them are humbling. Like uh, my trip to uh, Greater Burnett Baptist Church, which, uh, if you missed me there, I don't think I saw you there. It sounded a little bit like this.
0: Which one are we going?
1: Well, oh, I one? thought we'd go with the first one. Oh, okay. I, I just didn't know that's how you said it. Number me. one.
2: <laughs> this morning, we're so honored to have a candidate for city council for the 4th oh. District. I speak of Mr. M. L. Edridge, Eldridge. Oh I'm going to ask him to come and bless our hearts at this time. Let the church say amen.
1: Amen. That's the elder. He's a very cool dude with some sweet glasses.
0: I can't believe you did this this how, is how intimidated were you
1: so uh, very intimidating this is uh,
0: you're walking up to the pulpit right now
1: this is a great on, yeah if you're watching us on facebook live or watching the replay you can see this but uh, how's everybody doing this morning i'm very nervous very nervous. i, I can tell it's fun to see you nervous. Well, i'm here to tell you that prayers can be answered because my prayer this morning was please don't make me go on after the pastor Who's Please don't make me go on after the pastor, because there's no way I'm going to be able to hold a candle to the pastor. So, uh, so one prayer has been answered today, and I'm sure there are many others that have been answered, and so that's, that's another reason to praise God.
2: Wow. Yeah.
1: So we started out okay. The pastor was uh, Ryan Patrick Johnson, uh, very nice gentleman, wonderful church. And uh, I was, the whole time we're getting ready to go, I thought, boy, don't let me go last. Because you do not want to follow a Detroit pastor. I mean, you want to talk about about the full range of emotions, getting the spirit running through you, making you uh, making you get up, making you move. Well, like I don't think you, you, you have amen.
0: the. I think I mean I don't know what the pastor is like, but I would bet you don't have his energy.
1: Uh, if I was on skates, I would. But uh, but in the house of the Lord, I tend to be a little more reticent. I'm a little more laid back.
0: Going into it, what what did you know about the congregation? I mean, you kind of have to know your audience that you're speaking to. Well,
1: I know these are people of faith. I know these are committed Detroiters. I know these are people who care about the city. These are people who have allowed the city to uh, survive by, by putting up with things that folks in most other places wouldn't put up with because— you know, we don't get the services we deserve for our taxes. Uh, we have our water shut off um, if we don't pay. But some of us who do pay have it come gushing through the basement. So that's kind of mm-hmm. a little bit of a, a, a paradox that that folks don't appreciate. And uh, And, you know, one of the reasons why Detroit is poised to make a comeback is because we have good people who have stuck it out for so long and who – who, uh, quite rightly often feel like, uh, hey, why are all these new people getting all these shiny toys when we've been here putting up with all kinds of yang and we are, uh, you know, you know, when, 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 when do we get our reward for, uh, for being, being the backbone of Detroit? But going into one of these things, you know, you kind of think, well, I, I, I want to be myself at all times and I'm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I marginally think, funny, but... I don't uh, think it'd be a good look if you tried to impersonate the past. Oh, no, 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 believe me. I, you know, I, I would not, uh, I'm not here to, uh, I'm not here to try and, uh, to try and copy that style uh, as as compelling and dynamic as it is. But I couldn't resist uh, trying to slip a little humor into it because uh, that's probably the <laughs> no, one thing... Oh, no, no. Well, that last that joke, I bring. that joke in
0: the intro hit pretty well.
1: Uh, this one didn't go so good. In and I said, How bad is it? And they said, It's a lot of water. And I said, How bad is it? He said, Well, the two dogs and the two cats figure they're okay. There's a deer with a long horn that says, I'm not missing the boat this time. And I said, It can't be that bad. But it- so, uh, oh. not a lot of Noah's Ark fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy liked it. Yeah, that was Sean.
3: That can't be the uh, only joke that fell flat,
1: though. Sean say. is not. Uh, enjoying it at all no you
3: just no let's get to the next clip
0: <laughs> sean doesn't want to go to church
1: okay and the church says let's go to the next no, clip I okay. like that's yeah, i like church that, that's that's, <laughs> that's why i want to get I back like that's church. why i
0: want
3: to get back to it i, <laughs> I like mike better at church than <laughs> so, i like him here in the studio so let's get back to the church. that was an excellent recovery sean i'm with you i yeah,
1: yeah, I, I got an amen i asked for an amen and i got to move on so let's <laughs> let's move on let's, yeah, but don't
3: don't make i guess you can't make jokes about you know Serious business like that. You don't fuck around with Noah.
1: No, but I mean, yeah. a deer with a How horn on his head, that's yeah. a unicorn, Sacrilegious. right? Sacrilegious. And the unicorn doesn't want to miss the boat this time? You know, I, hey, I, yeah, I've learned from no, my I, mistakes.
3: I, I think I think they got the joke. You're saying
1: it wasn't funny?
3: Maybe they were distracted by so the mask I'm... around your neck.
1: Wow, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's the other thing. I, I probably should have taken the mask off. I just... <laughs> I was a little nervous.
3: That's okay though. It, it provided a little cover. It's Extra
1: like a, it's cover. like when I walk in here and I realize I'm with these two titans of broadcast. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god,
3: I'm a dick. please. <laughs> so it's like a child when they puts uh, when he puts his hands up over his eyes and he thinks he's invisible to everybody else. The mask yeah. offered a little. Psychological cover. It's a comfort mask. Yeah, exactly.
1: Or like the drool cup from Saturday Night Live when Michael, uh no, when Eric Idle was the guest. Remember that? No, from it's okay. Michael- if Mark oh, wow, and I. That's have a-
3: that, now that's an incredibly oh, dated reference.
1: Just okay, deep cut.
3: Can deep I just cut. say this? It's okay if Mark and I make a little comment. You don't then have to add your <laughs> own simile <laughs> well, or homily He always has to. I mean, you could. the way it works. Let think, us uh, once uh, in a while yeah. say something, and then you can say, "Oh, that's that's nice," and then move forward.
1: This is a good time. To, <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> this is this is a good time to uh, turn to scripture. <laughs> That's nice. On Sunday, I was at a service and we were uh, examining Psalm twenty-three: "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want." And I thought about that because uh, I want more than I should. Uh, wow! Oh, why'd you cut it off there? That was interesting. Uh, because, uh, as I tend to do, I I digress. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, so you didn't follow that. I want more than I should. I thought you were going to say something self-reflective there.
1: You had, I, I did. I talked a little bit about some of the things I want. You had them on their, on well, their why'd side. Why'd you cut that
3: off? Um, Thanks well, a lot, Mark. Well, I, hey, I, I, I'm just going by the cue sheet.
1: I came... I came back to that. Uh,
0: After all, you see how much trouble I get in with the intros and outros.
3: I don't I dare know, make it. He was going to actually be you're
0: not in trouble. That, I just, I just thought it was auditor- an interesting. I
1: wanted to hear what he had to say. <laughs> it was an interesting <laughs> edit. Um, so, well, well, Sean, you know, uh, uh, I believe the good book says, "If if thou askest, thou shalt receive." And uh, <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and uh, clip four is uh, is your reward for a life well lived. Okay. And I'm thinking about them, and they are there together, and they. Um, They have only each other. They're going to sell the house. They have all these possessions, some of which have recently been soaked, some of which they're not going to need because they were their mothers or their fathers. And I don't know where those things are going to go, but I know their mother's not going to take them with her. And I know that this is, again, possessions. These are things that were precious to them. There are things that meant a lot to them. But really what this family is going to have together is each other.
3: Oh, that was deep. Profile. Nice. I like that. It I, I started like you were. It st- started. It sounded like you were about to get a an amen or some kind of acknowledgement from the congregation at that point.
1: Very gracious congregation. So, but, I, I, so, but we again we cut that off. But so you referenced Psalm twenty three, and you had them. You had them back.
0: There were some amens, and then tough,
1: tough to tough to go wrong in a church with the Lord as my shepherd. But on Saturday, last Saturday was the third funeral I've attended. Oh God! Since I started running for city council, uh, a dear friend of ours, Dave Clegg, died after a long battle with cancer. Uh, my friend Ted Metry's mother died, and that's where I ran into uh, to the rock star uh, at the at the funeral, and then uh, and then uh, Sarah Joe Biggs, who's the wife of Doug Hamill, Great friend of ours, both Sarah and Doug. Uh, Doug died five or six years ago um, uh, after uh, finding out his lungs he had lung cancer. Great guy, one of the saltiest, uh, but one of the salt, the earthiest guys you ever met in your life. He would always tell stories about uh, when he was growing up on the east side around Eight Mile and Van Dyke, and they always involved. So, uh, me and my buddies are walking down the street and some other guys came up to us and then somebody said something to us and we said something to them and yada, yada, yada. And somebody broke a bottle and tried to cut my throat. Like, Oh, he's very matter of fact. I mean, this was the epitome of, of the, the tough, uh, kid. And, uh, he was, he's one of the guys who taught me something that I think about all the time. He would always try and convince you to do stuff, you know, like, Hey, we're having a party, come over to the party. Or, uh, or we're doing this charitable thing. You should get involved in this. And he would go on and on and on about this stuff. And he was always inviting you to something to the point. You're like, Doug, 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 I don't have time to go to all this stuff. You know, there's just too much going on. And then you'd go to one of these things and you'd see him and you'd say, Doug, I, I really glad I went to that thing. That was awesome. you would be like, yeah, basically like <laughs> I tried telling you before asshole. Now, you know, <laughs> you maybe you'll, time. maybe you'll come yeah. next time. And he'd just go on with, it. I mean, it was a, it was a very, uh, Uh, enlightening uh, attitude because basically what I took from Doug was um, there's all these great things going on. You should check them out. I'm inviting you to do these things. You should have these experiences. You should get involved.
2: But if you don't,
1: that's on you, jerk.
0: You're preaching about FOMO.
3: Yeah.
1: What's that? FOMO?
0: Yeah. Fear of missing out. Oh, no, no, no. He wasn't wasn't saying that. What he was saying is. you're, You're saying to accept the experiences and do them. You sound like a millennial. No, I'm no. with you. I'm agreeing with you.
1: No, no. I mean, it, what, what I'm saying is, is Doug's philosophy was, I have these amazing things going on, and I'm going to invite you. But if you choose not to partake, that's your loss, yeah, pal. Of course. Yeah. Which I thought was great. So, so we lost Doug, and then then Sarah, uh, who was caring for her father at the same time, she she he passed, and then then she had cancer, and then she just died. And so, so when I was thinking about. All these possessions were losing it got me thinking about um it got me thinking about how uh you know it's really the people it's not the stuff because these kids who are wonderful Kurt and Addy, Addy played hockey for me when I started coach and Doug was one of the assistant coaches and uh and yeah they're gonna get rid of all this stuff but uh, hopefully what they keep is that bond between themselves so so we got a little deep it sounds like my wife she's been saying all this stuff recently like. Uh, who
0: cares
3: when you're dead they just put it all in a dumpster <laughs> like, oh
0: my god it's quite morbid why do we need to do this why uh, it's going end up in a dumpster well there's some i mean truth she's right. right
3: there's some truth to that but i do have a question Well, it's though. about being alive and using it while you're alive do i, I do have true. a question are there more clips
1: <laughs> there are more clips but can i hear them at the at the risk of being uh at the risk of being uh drowned again with uh, <laughs> with derision uh, I have. I've enjoyed them. I haven't. I, I have a number of journalism awards. Most of them are in a box somewhere, and a lot of them got soaked uh, when the flood happened. But they're in a box because they don't really mean anything. And when I die, my kids they're going to look at it and they're going to say, "Cool," and they're going to bang it in a trash can. They, they really, oh, they, you don't know that your greatest accomplishments aren't going to mean that much to your kids because they should be pursuing their own greatest accomplishments. And the only reason why I'm so pissed off at the Pulitzer people about not putting Jim's name and my name on that Pulitzer prize is because it is the one thing that my kids might keep of all the stuff that we have tucked away here. That's the one thing they might say, this is pretty cool and it doesn't have our name on it. And they'll hear it and they'll hear in their
3: heads, uh, but it came with a pay cut. Well,
1: that's it's, it's true too. Just to
3: give you a little optimism here, Mike, my fi- and I'm going to make this uh, quick, at least, I'll try to keep it from being it to El, El Ricky and like the honeymoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, quick, <laughs> quick story. My my father was a, a great swimmer. When he was 16 years old, he set the national record for the 50 free, got a swimming scholarship. And for a two, three year period, they had all these medals and trophies. And when he died, uh, they went to our stepmother for a while. Well, we eventually got them, and my brother has them. And a lot of them are framed. He didn't frame my, somebody else had them framed, but he has them to this day. My dad's been gone. Since '93, wow, See, and and my guess is he will pass them on to his son or daughter. His daughter's a swimmer, and uh, so I, I have a little faith that a couple of those things might might live on.
1: I guess what I'm saying is I don't. I actually don't care. I mean, we got the awards, and that is the work. Well, of course, that you care. You, you don't need to tell
3: us just for being cool that you don't care. Of course, you care. You're, very, w- you're a very sentimental person. Yeah, yeah. Come I mean,
1: on. No, but what I'm saying is is these things. It's it's what got you the award that matters, not the award itself. And I will just tell. Yeah, but your kids might like that. Tell your brother to put them very high on the wall
3: because I don't think he has them hung up. He just he has them in a box somewhere, and he might pull them out once in a while. You know, unless they he, get. we didn't so throw them time away. Time. Is my point, like you yeah. thought?
1: No, yeah. no. And I, I have my grandpa's World War II medal, so that's cool. Yeah, but, but you know what we lost oh, in the flood. Why won't anyone
0: give me an award?
1: <laughs> my uh, my uncle Jim was uh, a war hero. Um, he was in Vietnam was awarded either the bronze or the silver star. He was in a helicopter that was shot down and he pulled the pilot out of the wreckage and carried him on his back for uh, quite some time. The pilot did not make it, but he was honored. He never talks about his experience in Vietnam. His his uniform is still in a, a dry cleaner's bag at my grandparents' house. I don't know where it is now. And one of the things that I moved with me from place to place was his boots from Vietnam. Oh, wow. And they have his name tag in there, James Casterly. And his. he's had no interest in these. I don't think his kids have any interest in these. And when the flood hit, they got soaked. Yeah. And I finally had to say, you know what? Nobody cares about these boots. I guess I'm going to have to have to throw them out. And those are the kind of things that that you don't like to let go of. Yeah, because it's a symbol of that story. And I think that's why he doesn't want them. Because the miles he walked in those boots, he probably would rather never think about again. But uh, to satisfy Sean and to bring another lighter moment uh, to the uh, fold, uh, let's hear clip number five, which has been titled The House of Huel. And if you've seen me before today, it was probably on that small box next to Hewell Perkins. And let me tell you, it's more intimidating being in the house of the Lord than being in the house of Huel. So I, oh. I, I hope that everybody's as graceless, graceful as, as Hewell has always been to me. Meant to say but gracious. I'm somebody who gets answers.
3: Wow, that, that joke hit. But I'm somebody who gets answers.
1: Because we were talking about trying to figure out what happened <sighs> with this flood. And once you have answers, you can work toward solutions. Sean, you can go on YouTube and watch the whole two and a half hour i think we'll post on our website why don't we, we do that, that too yeah the link to the or you can find it uh you can find my whole portion of the service at ml number four detroit on uh, facebook and twitter
0: or you could watch the real part you know on there yeah
1: okay what well how,
0: lo- how long were you supposed to speak like oh, how long <laughs> how long were you well did they say hey ML, you can talk talk for about this long, but how long did you go? So
1: we weren't talking politics, which is why this was sort of intimidating because really, you know, who am I to speak scripture Scripture, Mm -hmm. among people who have been ordained? And as someone who, you know, as a uh, not Catholic enough to lapse, but a very enthusiastic churchgoer, I'm constantly looking at the people next to me to see when it's time to rise and kneel. And I've been going to church for 20 years so uh, they told me, um, you have, you know, can't be political, uh, which I appreciate. You have three to five minutes. And we've been on the campaign trail and working so hard. I kind of had some notions of what I wanted to talk about, but it's sort of like this show where I have some talking points and then I yeah. then I kind of go from there. So as we were walking up to the church, my uh, campaign manager says, um, um, can I see your remarks before – you give them, and I said, "Yeah." And I had a blank index card, but I knew what I wanted to say, <laughs> so I, I jotted down a couple just guideposts, uh, so I would hit the important things and make sure to uh, to acquit myself at least with with some modicum of uh, of decency.
0: Um, so how long did you end up speaking?
1: Yeah, I, I guess the long answer kind of tells you how bad it was gonna. So I ended up going for oh, like,
0: yeah, did someone there ask you a question? <laughs> and you I, went on
1: for twenty minutes? No, if they had, I'd still be there. So um <laughs> so I, I ended up going for almost uh almost nine minutes and nine minutes, and apparently uh uh you know, my my daughter and, and and Vanessa were kind of wondering when I was gonna finish, and I just kind of finished. But this was in fact
0: Well as long as you finish strong, right? Big finish.
1: A, oh, this okay, there we go. But I'm also thinking about who made those memories. And those people are still with me. Those are my daughters. Those, that's my wife. It's not those old girlfriends. They're gone. Uh, they got their own basements. But, um, but when I think about that, I, will explain that I in a feel minute. <laughs> that I've been given something at the same time I've lost something, which is some of those memories are going to be gone. I won't have the chance to look in. But the people who made those memories are still here. And they have risen to the occasion to help go through these things, to help sort these things out, to help support their mom and dad as we're trying to do this and then do this other thing that's bigger than us. So as I'm with you today, I come back to that message that I've always heard, but really hit me last Sunday, and I carry with me, which is, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want, and I'm grateful for you and the opportunity to be here and thank you, God, for letting me go first. Thank you, God. Oh, full circle. And it was thank you so much. And there's the elder to say, wrap it up, son. So so earlier when I was talking about— I got to tell you, about, though, that takes
0: some— I think it takes some balls to get up and preach or speak at a
1: church like that. Yeah, I wouldn't call it preaching, but you know what? The, speak. As, as you'll find with almost every church— the congregation is very gracious, even though I had trouble saying the word that day, and uh, and the good folks at Greater Burnett were so welcoming that it really it took the burden off of me because it was it was it just felt like if you speak from the heart and try not to be too much like I am uh, normally, which is a little bit of a wiseacre. You'll be okay. But that, that, hence the girlfriend reference. Well, just, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I still am me. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, that maybe too- that was Sunday me. But, um, so when I was talking, to, part of my message to the congregation was, uh, you know, when, when, when our possessions were being hauled away by the, uh, by the bulk pickup guy, um, uh, Teresa comes out and she starts crying and it's because her sectional you know, that the fancy couch was being put in the back of that. And I'm upset because I'm losing pictures and letters and stuff like that. Mm. And some of the letters were letters from old girlfriends. And and so I told the congregation, well, so, you know, it wasn't all bad. So, uh, so I had to work that back in, but this is the craziest thing. The guy driving the truck doing the bulk pickup started calling and said, Hey, ML, Hey, you, you know, do you remember me? And I said, You know, I, you know, I don't know. I do a lot of stories. I didn't really remember. He's, you know, he's wearing a hard hat.
0: But you think you busted him at some point?
1: Well, no, no. Because if, if I had that, that crane would have pinched my head off. Um, And I said, I said, you know what, dude, can you refresh my memory? And I don't know if I met him in person, but we spoke over the phone. He was one of two black guys who worked at a concrete casting factory where the coworkers were hanging a statue in effigy, uh, Perhaps to be smart asses, I don't know, it's not very funny, but it, it really it really made these guys uncomfortable and they put up with it for a long time until uh, Nelson uh, Myers uh, uh, or excuse me maybe Norman Myers went to uh, a great attorney and uh, and brought uh, a lawsuit. And so both of these guys were able to get uh, some measure of justice. And I like to think the story we did at Fox 2 helped that. We confronted the owners of the concrete plant and said, What the hell is this? And they're like, Oh, we didn't know it would bother me. It's like, what do you mean you didn't know it bothered anybody? And they were trying to claim how they um how they didn't know this was going on. But my man, Mr. Myers, was way smarter than them. And he had conversations with them with his phone rolling. Oh, so we had audio. Wow. So it was a great story. And and so uh so and and so to see this guy who's picking up all this trash, it was kind of it was kind of special in a way because we're having this very uh, uh, powerful moment of loss, and then there's a really good guy who's saying thanks for helping me out, and it kind of you know helped lift the spirits a little bit. And did you so say? I, I gave him a campaign T-shirt. <laughs>
0: Wait, he got one? We didn't get
1: one. So it was navy. We have navy, and we have like this kind of optic green, like tennis ball green. His whole outfit was tennis ball green because you know it's safety green. And I gave him his choice of t shirts and he took the safety green. I was like, dude, you got a thing with this green. I would have gone with the Navy myself. But, uh, but that's oh,
0: what geez. Well, nice criticizing his fashion choice.
1: So, well, it's just, he, hey, this, this guy looked good no matter what he wore. He's a handsome man. So, before we move on from Greater Burnett, I have got to let you hear what a real pastor sounds like. So, if we could play Pastor Jason Mosley, the guest pastor who was there to honor. Um, uh, Pastor Johnson, and this was this was. Uh, let me tell you, he he has the full range of emotions. He can dial it up. He can dial it down. Well, I'll this say was this kind much: of middle of the scale.
0: I'll say this much. When I was cutting this clip out, I did not have to boost his audio, but I really <laughs> had to boost yours. Real
2: recognizes real. Did you hear what I said? Yep. I said, real recognizes real. This colloquial idiom or expression was adopted by the hip hop culture and it expresses the idea that is used to refer to the tendency or ability for real individuals to identify or connect with or otherwise respect other real individuals. Real not just in their speech. Y'all pray with me today. We're not real just in our speech, but also in their conduct. Real, not just in how they portray themselves. Thank you. But through the qualities that exhibit a real nature. Here it is. Real men can recognize a real woman. Not just in the voluptuousness of her body. But by the content of her mind and her character real recognizes real Uh, real 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 women can recognize a real man not just by his financial status (laughs) and capabilities but but one who will not only make children but one who will take care of the children that he made do i have any witnesses here somebody just shout real recognizes real
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think he wins
1: that's the warm up. Yeah,
2: no, I mean, <laughs> yeah. what a powerful
1: orator and 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 that mess. And I love the voluptuousness of her body. But 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 what he said is one of the things that is so important. Is is it ain't just about making the baby. It's about taking care of the baby. And some dirtbag sent me something on Twitter uh, criticizing me for making fun or mocking or denigrating whatever you want to say the guy who paid his child support in pennies because he's like, do you know what it's like to be ripped off and to be forced to do? And the state and all this crap about, oh, what a victim he is. Oh, what a poor guy. The state screwed him up. Hey, listen, maybe the child support thing didn't go the right way. Maybe maybe you are aggrieved. Maybe you got a case here. But if you do meet your obligation in a way that brings sorrow and anguish to the children, the lives you created. Shame on you, sir. Yeah, well, and it was the guy's last
0: payment, too. Yeah, what? So a, he had every right to go and try to fix that jerk. before then.
1: Yeah, so anyways, um, but yeah. Uh, so if you've never been... think I was a baby. If you've ever never been to church in Detroit, don't be intimidated. Go. You will be welcomed. And I will tell you something, the rest of your day, you will be on a cloud. So I just want to thank... Uh, I just want to thank uh, the good people at Greater Burnett Baptist Church. Uh, I uh, stayed for the whole service. A lot of a lot of folks running for office don't do that,
0: <laughs> and I will be back. I like how you threw that in there.
1: No, that's what people are telling us. Oh, I know. And <laughs> in, in fact, Pastor <laughs> Johnson got up, so he did get to talk a little bit because it was, you know, it's sort of like uh, on your, on Father's Day, you don't do a lot of work around the house; you let other people do it. So when you're the honoree, you can kind of absorb it. But he, point, I'm going to get the phrasing wrong, but he said something like, uh, uh, "I just want to thank uh, our Caucasian politician brother who's come and stayed for the whole
0: service."
1: And did you stand up and say, <laughs> "Did anyone order a hero"? I just I raised my hand. i I felt uh, I felt I'd imposed upon uh, the good people.
0: Well, at so. least you didn't go out and preach like this guy.
1: I come in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. Bitch. Right. Yeah, no, that was not. <laughs> I don't know if that would fly there. No, that they're not going to fly in a lot of places.
0: Hey, let's let's uh, talk about money and uh, making money and investing money, and you need to not be overreactive. That's not a good strategy. You want to call our friend Luke Nowacki at pinnacle well two four eight six six three. 4748 he will provide rational financial advice uh what should you do what should you do with your money now 6 months from now 6 years from now get a plan get get a strategy get advice call Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth 248-663-4748 he might have some advice for a lot of uh, college athletes in the future
1: oh boy i'll tell you what take, i think he might make them might uh, make it well he might make all, it all about them sweetheart
4: Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities and marketing names, products or
1: services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Yeah. So the great debate is back and it's a familiar subject. Why is it
3: back? Why is it much? It's not really much of a debate either. It's not back. Is it back? Why is it back? Just because you wanted to wax you, on?
1: Because you guys continue to be wrong.
3: Because you wanted to wax on about this? He's still mad about. S- a certain because topic. we wanted the debate next week, will we?
1: Name, image, and likeness. Will
3: we? What? Nils. Are we going to have it next week?
1: What? No, no, we have it now.
3: No, but we're going to have it next week. Have what next week? There's a great debate, or the week after that, or the week after that. <laughs> so it's not back.
1: I think You
2: are you're just
3: want to r- ramble on about this. By the way, Mark, can you're I running just running say this real quickly? Next, please. Yes, please. No, no, please. Just let me say something for once, or maybe twice. When I got the rundown of the show last night, I realized we going not have a guest. I thought, oh, we're going to have a nice chat we'll talk about current events we'll, we'll have fun we'll do whatever but then i realized we do have a guest mike's ego it's, his life, it's just it's his show. In, in uh you know in video form right so it's mike over here and mike over there anyway
1: <laughs> i'm uh, looking forward to some time off next <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quiet reflection but
0: Thanks. the debate is back because you have staunchly been about not giving or no not 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 giving college athletes anything you just feel that they are fairly compensated through their scholarship
1: They are being given something. They're being given a scholarship. They're being given clothes. They're being given tutoring. They're being given uh, amazing food, travel experiences. They also
0: had to just go in front of the Supreme Court to say, hey, they want to give us more stuff for educational purposes. And the NCAA fought that. As they should. Like like graduate studies or computers or so that that's where you draw the
1: line. I am forgiving students. And student athletes everything they need to succeed on the field and in the classroom. I do not feel that signing a sponsorship deal with Yoke Gaming is what they need to succeed. Now, I, I will say, oh, wait, I read, I read something from need, oh, needs, oh, I, needs I, and wants are two totally different things. I read something from the, by the president of Notre Dame that's the only, only exception I'll make to this compensating athletes, when he pointed out, I thought quite cleverly that the reason why Notre Dame supports name and image likeness is because it now allows student athletes to have the same rights as other students. In other words, if you are a student who is an influencer or has a big following and can monetize that, you have more rights than a uh than a student athlete and i thought it was terrible when that kicker from i think colorado didn't he have to give up his scholarship because he had a big following on youtube because he was a water skier or a ski i think you're thinking of
0: jeremy bloom who was a wide receiver and then an olympian also for moguls and he could make money as an Olympic you know the olympics got rid of the amateur thing a long time skiing
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so i thought that was wrong but But you know, when I look at this thing, anybody who knows anything about student-athletes will tell you it is a tremendous – and Sean's not chiming in because you don't know nothing about no student-athletes. What the fuck are we talking about? It's a tremendous drain on your time, and so now – What are we arguing about? Students should not – this name and image likeness thing is ridiculous. Why?
3: Wait a second. You're contradicting yourself. You just said you agreed with Notre Dame's – President,
1: I, I, I he, agree we, with the exception, but the reason why that's I, not the
3: exception—that is name, image, and likeness. Yeah, yeah. Well, that you can earn off your your, and one of those
0: so, reasons might be because uh a, an, an alumnus it? of Notre Dame uh, is the creator and founder of Yoke Gaming, the the one you just mentioned.
1: Oh yeah. Well, this is this is why so I, I don't think this know is, if he was an
3: athlete either. By the way, I'm not. I'm confused. What do we? What do you disagree?
1: He's mad with?
0: about how na- You know, the NIL has started. What. July first for
3: most, but the school not. The NCAA is not compensating them. The school is not compensating them. No. So what are you? So what's arguing the problem?
1: About? Well, so the argument that they should be able to make a lot of money because they're not compensated. If you're a scholarship athlete, athlete, even if you're not a scholarship athlete, the amenities available to you are compensation. But this is my concern with kids trying to make money. By being college athletes, these two jokers at Michigan, Blake Corum and Mike Sain Ristill, Sandra, Sandra Still, they they they've got a contract where they're going to be playing video games with other people for money. Mike, so what? You you have time to play video games? Of course, they play
3: video athlete. games
1: for money. This is going to be a big distraction. This grandpa. is grandpa.
3: They're already the play video That's games. All they do. They don't. What watch are movies. you arguing for? Are you, that we, we should games. still have the IBM Selectric? <laughs> Instead of Adele? No. Is that
1: what you're saying? I am saying that by trying to turn being a student athlete into a profit center, you are going to make these kids... Not the athlete they can be, and not the student they can be, because they're going to be rushing you to just, try and cash you in. You just
0: on it. said yourself, other students can do that, so they're not—they're not going to be the student they can be if they yes. are.
1: My, my point is. By the way,
0: ten thousand players nationwide have signed up with Yoke
3: Gaming, so it's yeah. not just the
0: two from Michigan. I mean, so that means a ten thousand—that
1: means ten thousand kids are going to get paid for
3: what doing. they were already doing.
1: Going to be distracted. Now, I I have any
3: idea what Sean just said. Come on, man. Go home and ask your kids a real question about what they did in their free time. They might have been gamers, but I guarantee you they were around gamers. They partied with playing
1: games with their friends. So why not get paid for it? This again, because this is not the student experience. This is working. This is having a job and it's a job. That distracts you from being a student, work. from being an athlete, from spending time with your friends. This is another way that we are taking these kids out of the student experience, that they are no longer college athletes. They are just workers. And, and what I, my okay, point about me. the guy from Notre Dame is that's the only defense that resonates with me is other students can do it. So we should let well, these kids that, do what it. What do you mean them.
3: that's the only defense? That's that the defense. That is the defense. That's the defense. For name, image, and likeness, no, exactly. Sure. Yeah. No,
1: exactly. your dif- your whole point t- when we've discussed this before is these kids are being taken care of; they're not getting okay. any compensation; different, they're getting cheated. They are subject. not being. I've never cheated. argued
3: that they should be paid. It's too complicated. Uh, no, it's sport not. That's, sport to sport, they should be paid. Okay, wait a timeout. That?
1: Time out. That's a you're different, the dollar
0: dollar bill guy. That's a different subject. That's the and that would be the NCAA or the schools allowing schools paying them, them to pay them name, image, yeah. and likeness is outside sources.
3: Right? It's just earning off your ability to earn. That's, I, I that's for, Johnny I for,
1: Football signing autographs and being a car sure. dealership sponsor. Bohan I, I, yeah, I, Jordan I,
3: Bohannon uh, did a uh, fireworks appearance over the weekend.
0: That's like saying not?
3: you shouldn't be able to get Luke Nowacky or yeah.
1: What Seriously. Actually, the marketplace has decided we won't be compensated for this program. So you think the
0: negative effect is that these athletes then will be chasing the almighty dollar through name, image, and likeness or being influenced? Because a lot of the money has gone to people influencers, right? On Instagram. Exactly. Um, or gamers, whatever. So you feel like the detriment is going to be that they're just going to try and do that and not be an athlete?
1: I, I'm saying that this is another distraction when they already, to be a full-time student and to be a varsity athlete but Sean just told it you they're you already so doing little, this, right, with their friends. Okay, Dude, let me give you another like example. The University
3: of Nebraska, right? Yes, first hundred athletes there that are willing to take a. Uh, so there's <laughs> there's a sandwich. It's a little sandwich in Nebraska. Oh, I know. it's, the, the, it's the called the Runza.
1: The Runza, yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. It's a lot like a pasty. I
1: understand it gives you the Runza.
3: It's like a, a pasty or a pasty or whatever pasty, right? Pasty, thanks there. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh, beef and, and cabbage and you whatever. We know there's the pasty. a chain. That's developed in uh, in Nebraska, right? So it's become a fast food wait, kind wait, of a wait, chain. Wait, wait,
1: wait. Are they a sponsor? Don't it's say their name. It's also called Runza, right? Just said yeah. don't say their name. So basically, the first hundred. So
3: they said, yeah, the first hundred athletes, not football players, right, Mark? Not basketball players. Athletes. Athletes that are willing to, to tweet out their app, the Runza app. That's all they have to do is tweet it out or put it on uh, uh, Instagram or whatever. I don't know. That's 15 seconds they could be spending.
0: Exactly. Uh, and the next
1: hundred are yeah. going to have to go uh, <laughs> stand in front of the Runza for six hours and welcome people and wear a stupid If they paper want hat to, shirt.
0: then
3: that's their choice.
0: Let me give you another example. Um, Olivia Dunn. I don't know if you know who Olivia Dunn is, but there's a lot of talk about she's going to be the first million-dollar um, athlete through the NIL. At Master P. So. master p too, yes he's um, it's
3: a million plus yeah
0: but olivia i bring her up because she is a gymnast at lsu she is beautiful and she has a massive following on instagram
3: and relative to and, ncaa gymnastics she is oh i could it's, i don't even want to say this it's not she's not, not a, a top she's not tier. all american no, no she's not no, she's, she's not just an athlete exactly
0: so she if she wasn't if she didn't do the gymnastics she could have cashed in a long time ago she does it because she loves it right so why would you think that now that because she can cash in, she would suffer her,
1: ath- her athleticism or her studies would suffer? I don't have a problem with somebody making money from their own enterprise. I don't like that these companies are running to these kids and basically trying to pimp them out for their brand.
3: What do you think we are doing right this very second? But
0: but that happens all the time on Instagram. That's what we're doing. But just because they play... Who are we pimping out? For a university?
3: All the sponsors. It's not that we're pimping them out, but
0: we're... We're not student uh,
1: athletes. This is a job. What's the difference? This is what we do. We are adults who have a job. This is our job. If you can vote and
3: fight in a war and... Drink alcohol, a lot of them. Then you're an adult, right? By the law, what? Why, you're so you're saying they're not adults. So Olivia Dunn, by the way, going
0: I'm back saying to their that example, job is to be
1: a student and an athlete. But but by that, Olivia Dunn should have
0: just stopped being an athlete at LSU and cashed in on her Instagram influencer.
1: No, I think she so she if, built if anything, that following herself. Whereas these guys, you've got Yoke Gaming and these other and Runs On, you name it, and Joe Bag of Donuts. Did uh, your kids smoke? Did your kids shop and so what? Work? Yes, my kids go to school and they work.
3: Why they did the same time they both at the same time, right?
1: As a part-time I mean, job and usually during breaks, not not while they're in class. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't.
3: Well, I'm I mean not literally in class, but, but during their job during, during thank the semester you for my each point, semester their semester. job is to be a student. But did they also work during the fall and winter semesters?
1: They have worked while they were a student.
3: Yes, exactly. So why can't student athletes? Thank God they weren't athletes.
1: Because right. my kids when they work, work they work at a place that they choose to make earn money that they need. These kids who are student athletes get that support and they're not sitting there playing games with some goober from some other part of town. So you're making who a moral judgment
3: on games. You're making a okay, moral judgment um, on video games.
0: No, I'm, not ML,
1: more, I'm saying I'm saying what? Is it
0: okay if they do cameo? I mean that is the basic of image and likeness where they record a message and send it out to you for 50 bucks is or Is it
1: okay if the next Cade
0: Cunningham
3: signs with adidas for a million bucks
1: i think he's no longer a student athlete
3: so, yeah. i said that's why i said why the not? next if he's going to college that's why i said the next Cade cunningham
1: you know what what you guys miss in this discussion <laughs> every single time right. yeah no what you miss every single time is to be a student and to be an athlete is a special opportunity it's it doesn't go away oh it does these okay so what i don't want to pick on these two guys from michigan okay well no let's I already go i mentioned but these guys are never going to start they're never going to start because they're Sanders not starters Still? now Blake Corn what are you talking about these well they play for michigan so they they're not going to start on a good team but they are not going to reach their full potential because instead of doing all they need to do to succeed in the classroom and on the field they're going to be sniffing around some video game playing some dude How do you know? they don't for money well, because they- they're already doing it How do you they signed know? up for it well,
0: then I guess they should get rid of... So he's
3: saying he knows their grades, I, but what I, their family life's like,
0: what their... Sean, it really sounds like he wants the NCAA to get rid of the um, amount of hours you're allowed to train, too. He sounds like they should be training all the time. Isn't that something?
1: No, the uh, limit on training is a recognition that there are a lot of demands on an athlete, uh, including school. So they're
0: not allowed to have any free time? So out of 100... And- well, now
1: they're not going to have free time. They're going to be playing yoke games with some, uh, some, they were doing some it couch anyway. potato with their friends so what What's time with your friends is one of the best parts
0: of college maybe they'll make new friends who are paying the money to play with them some jagoff who, who's let me go back to gave the sports
1: is, 20 dollars to play uh yeah so what play, uh, grand theft auto against no, uh no, let's just go ahead
3: third string punter okay jesus let's just go ahead and you can break <laughs> this down there are 112 hours a week that if you sleep eight hours a day you got 112 hours a week break it down for them how much should they spend? In, in the classroom, they spend, what, 12 hours a week in the class, maybe 15. So that's about 100 hours a week. How much should they study? How much should they practice? And how much is free?
1: That should be determined by each individual. Oh,
3: so now. <laughs> Just okay. like the amount of money they can make. So, but you, your argument is that you want to determine for them how they should spend that time, those roughly 100 hours a week.
1: No, I'm saying. You want saying, to determine that. I'm saying – I would prefer that they not have these distractions, that they not have these enticements, these inducements to not enjoy their college experience. What does that mean? Maybe, get drunk? Maybe they are if enjoying That's what they like doing.
0: Play volleyball
3: ahead. in front of okay. a frat house? What so, the fuck does wait, that mean? So
0: they're allowed to go, if that's what they like doing, they're allowed to go do that, but not play video games for money? Beer pong? Are they allowed do to do... Ca- tell- Let me go back to Cameo. Are they allowed to do Cameo?
1: How many, how much time a week are they spending? I mean, it depends me, I- how
0: many orders they get.
1: To me, I, I just I don't like the idea of compensating these kids beyond the very handsome compensation. They're not com- you're not
3: compensating the kids. You keep using that word. They're going out and making money. Yoke, which we let high schoolers do. Yoke and cameo are paid by individuals. You don't have to
1: buy anything. And if it's they
3: compensate, yeah. they're earning their money. I mean, they should be compensated. But...
1: If it wasn't for Yoke and Runza and you know uh, Fred's used tire shop, whatever you want, whatever whoever's out there pimping out these kids. They would not be doing these things that diminish. I just don't. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know what you guys did in college. Did you? Did you? I just, worked. I worked. Uh, once I
3: got my shit together, I worked. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and I played you hung video out games with your friends. With your friends, but you also didn't have. Uh, you know, uh, other than Mark, who was athletic, as we learned from our <laughs> intro. Uh, and Sean, I've seen Sean in the basketball court. He has some skills, not actually S-K-I-L-Z, but he has not some anymore. skills. I don't. But, uh, it's been a long time, maybe if you, 45 If you, years, you but, want to
0: treat him, if, if you want to be student-athletes. you guys student did athletes. not
1: have this major commitment that you made. You did not have this incredible, um, this incredible chunk of time. That has time kind of limits. They're going to
3: make money off their name, image, and likeness. That is not a 40-hour-a-week job.
1: They are going to chase this money. Well, and if of course you don't they are, but it's still so, not going
3: to be forty hours a week. It could be, but if you you're know, letting
1: me play video games and I get, I don't know, a hundred bucks an hour, I may pay play as many hours as I possibly can. Well, I, good for them then. I, I I just think that that this is this is a mistake. I just think this further uh, professionalizes and and takes our sacred college it's a, sports it away. from
3: young my butt! It's a billion Porky dollar business. And everybody but the central players were getting money, money, period. And that is just wrong. It's wrong.
1: Well, you're, you're trying to fix the wrong part of it. Take the money out of the sports. That's what you do. You don't put more <laughs> money into it. This shouldn't be everybody. This should not be a cash grab.
3: You're sitting there making comments about Michigan football, and you know, and their team. And what? why do you know that? Because you see them on TV, or you've seen like them I in don't person. Watch
1: them. I read the free press.
3: Or you, exactly. Or you read about them. So
1: I may not actually know anything about them. Seen them in
3: East Lansing Lansing at Spartan Stadium. You've seen them up close.
1: So
0: do you think. um, Saw
1: them get clotheslined. Because it's entertainment to you. you So you can make jokes. Do you think the
0: university should just um, televise their games for free?
3: Or not televise them at all? How about that?
1: I think what the university should do is try and make money off of the program to support the school, not to pay coaches $10 million salaries. But they have to spend the money. To maintain their oh, nonprofit. Not this, not well, it's true thing. though. No, it's not true. It's not true. If you if you have to maintain your nonprofit status and you have too much money, here's what you do: you expand the scope of what your nonprofit does. So now you're not running a nonprofit athletic department. You run a nonprofit athletic department that provides scholarships for inner city kids. Nonprofits never have problems finding good uses for their money. Yeah, so
0: the money is going to, like you said, ten million dollar coaches, or better and yet, I'm better yet, that. When in a, within an athletic department, a th- tons of associate athletic uh, directors that make six figures. Well, you to...
1: guys look at a corrupt system and say, give everybody money. I look it's at a corrupt there. system and I say, take the money
3: out. How are you going to do that unless you turn it into um, basically club league, right? if we move if we remove sports on that level and turn it into club league so you have no fans maybe a few students could come and watch if your buddies are the people that are out there playing it's not televised there're no reporters writing about it which would be fine you can make an argument for that all of europe Works that way. You know how they if you're night if you're seventeen or eighteen and you're great at soccer, you go to a club owned by a big club. Actually when you're eight, you It's go out exploitative at this point. It really is. But, and they're trying to fix that a little bit.
1: But that's a profession. We're the
3: only country in the world that associates this level of athletics with university studies.
1: That is a professional. And it's
3: ridiculous. But since that's our system, they're trying to make it a little bit more fair by letting the players who are out there who make all this money for all these people have a little bit of piece of the pie.
1: That's it. They're fixing the wrong problem. There's no,
3: if you, If you want to fix it, man, get rid of it. Tear down Spartan Stadium and put some other, uh, put some other something there for students. Put another library there. Really good
0: players in the revenue sports will just go pro right out of high school.
1: Fine. Go ahead. Exactly. Go ahead. I don't go to Spartan Stadium because I want to see uh, influencers. I go there because I want to have this connection with my School. That's why I don't go. This, why do you care that
0: this they this win? Get, how does this get rid of that? If anything, I want I want anything, to enjoy success with my fellow Spartans. Well then you know what you should do? You should go on yoke gaming and maybe play some games with these kids. That'll really bond the connection with you and the university and the athletes.
3: So you want that experience of that big time and all that talent. But you just don't want anybody to make any money who's actually doing it and entertaining <laughs> you right before your eyes as you stand there and you're blue and if, excuse me, green and white scarf. If
1: I went to bug tussle a and T, and there were five hundred people in the stands. I would go there because I was with my fellow uh, Spartans. But that doesn't that Bung doesn't Tussolians, disappear.
0: Tussulians. Why do you think that disappears because of this? Because
1: Why does that now, not still exist? Because now, because as I've said before, what's going to end up happening is the people who can make the most money are the stars, and so the stars are going to say, "Build this game around me." If I don't get my touches, that happened so my far. Reps, already do. They already I don't do. like that part of it. I don't like Johnny football. I don't like these guys who go out there and say, me, 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 and are doing all this bullshit. To me, sports are about a team. To me, sports are about being a part of something that's bigger than you, where you find a way to contribute, and you don't go into it and say, you all have to make me great. You go into it and you say, what can I do for us to succeed together? So that the lineman and the starting quarterback both feel like they're stakeholders in this enterprise, not so that the lineman says, well, I just had my ACL torn, I was throwing a block for this guy because he always wants to run because he knows if he gets on a highlight reel, he sells 500 more yoke members. Memberships. That
0: doesn't happen in the NFL.
1: NFL's a professional league. So is college. It's completely so different. College. No, that college is not a professional league. It's sure an it amateur league where many of the participants are very well compensated already. And you know why my kids work when they go to school? Because they need money for stuff. Mine if they too. were on full scholarships, I wouldn't be giving them shit.
2: So oh man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Can I do that? What a dork! <laughs> Him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek, or we're turning into cool guys.
1: In this moment of quiet reflection, it just occurred to me that Mark and Shauna writes we will be sponsoring our own athlete. You know, I think we should. More on that in a future episode. <laughs> wow, that was an easy one to win. We are we are currently uh, we well, are look currently flabbergasted. We are currently uh, uh, negotiating. With a, uh,
0: but it can't be anything that would take this uh, individual away from uh, their athletic uh, pursuits, right? Um, you have very high standards.
1: I have, I have succumbed to the will of the body, <laughs> and uh, since it is now the law of the land, we will, uh, we will exist within the construct that uh, that surrounds us. So,
0: more on that later. Oh, I hope this individual um, doesn't make it all
1: about themselves. I thought we did the Luke read already. Oh, okay.
0: Sorry. Sweetheart. What are we doing? What's Um, going on?
1: Well, Hall Financial, he'll make it all about you, uh, sour pusses. (laughs) Um, He is uh, a man who loves to save you money. That's why he has this little business. They call it Hall Financial. And uh, he, like Luke Nowacki, is one of the only sponsors of the entire Red Shovel Network Although I understand that uh, they may be withdrawing their support of the Charlotte uh, and Dad podcast because the dad is is so wrong-headed on, on compensating athletes. But David Hall, he, he doesn't get into that stuff. All he really is into is saving you money. Rates are still very low. Don't count on that forever. If you want to find out how to refi, it'll save you money every month until your loan is paid off. And it'll save you money right away because you get to skip a couple payments as the paperwork goes through the process. Just click on the link on our website to contact Hall Financial or give my man Dan Morrison a call at 248 That's 248 If Dan's busy, maybe you can ask for James Bentley. He was an outstanding soccer player. He never... Lacrosse. What? <laughs> he played lacrosse at, at Oakland U. I thought he was very good. No, I'm talking about a deal oh. No.
0: oh, there? Yeah, I don't know what he did there.
1: He's a very good. He wasn't that good. Okay. Anyways, he...
0: I mean, he's really good at
1: mortgages, though. He's very good. He, yeah. He will not yoke you with a bad mortgage. So give him a call and let him know that ML sent you. NMLS MLS 146-7435. So, um, so yeah. So we are we are negotiating with an athlete. I'll let you know how that goes. We look forward to closing that deal. If we're not able to do that, we may throw the field open to people who have athletes who they think <laughs> we we'll I'll sponsor anybody. would be great brand ambassadors for ML Soul of Detroit. But now to our geek, and he is uh, a great athlete, although it looks like he may be about six months pregnant. That would be peevish Phil Mickelson, who was the leader in the clubhouse for Geek of the Week. But listener Nancy sorts out his hash quite nicely a little later in the show uh, when she leads off our listener comment segment. So stick around to hear more Mm. about Phil Mickelson, whose feelings were hurt by a widow reporter. Oh, my goodness. Baby. So uh, so we needed a geek. So I started thinking about the Ukrainian army. Not that I want to take on an entire wow. army, but uh, they're pretty geeky. They forced a, a platoon or maybe it was a brigade. I'm not really good with those kind of things of female soldiers to march in full uniform and high heels. What the hell is that all about? It must be their culture. Kind of creepy. Don't don't shame their culture. Ukrainian people are fine people. Um, But our winner is the World Anti-Doping Agency for essentially banning Shikari Richardson, perhaps the most electric Olympic athlete to compete in in Japan this year. They said that she cannot compete in the 100-meter dash because, get this, she smoked some definitely not performance-enhancing weed.
0: Yeah, to cope with the what? The passing of her mom? Is that what she said? Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean...
3: Who this, she found out from a reporter. Was
1: what, it the same oh, one who wrote about a, Phil in Mickelson? An interv- in an interview. Oh, really? That her mom had died or that yeah. she oh, that wow, her was died. banned? That her mom died. Jeez. Oh, oh, wow. Well, um, that's unfortunate. But, um, but, I mean, so I, I, I'm against doping. I'm against performance-enhancing drugs and all this stuff. But how can you possibly consider ganja something that's going to shave your you know, I, I mean
3: it's ludicrous
1: and there's apparently no appeal and and but she's going to get to compete guess, in another event what a been
3: relay op- because of the timing of
1: the yeah so i mean how the 30 day suspension which falls.
3: which makes it even dumber
0: this yeah. is this is the stupidest thing i've ever heard and i guess it would have been okay for her to cope uh by drinking or yeah, right. recover from injuries with, with pain medication but you know yeah so so the marijuana. world
1: anti-doping agency who somehow seems to miss All of these uh, Eastern black athletes who were turning into men before our very eyes because of all the hormones they were taking and all the Soviets and all this other crap. (laughs) I was actually thinking of my my prom dates. Um, But this is, so they miss all that. The wall's down, by the way. (laughs) I was in Europe when the wall came down.
0: Oh, great. Here comes an um, hour. (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> but Chikari uh, richardson should be able to compete in every event she qualifies have you for. seen her run by the oh, way man
0: yes
3: so oh, fast as hell oh
1: i've i've just the acceleration seen
3: halfway her. through is just mm.
1: yeah and i was uh i was talking to a guy on saturday when i was canvassing and he told me the most mind-blowing statistic of all times about her she's five foot one.
3: Oh, really I knew yeah. she was. I knew I mean, she was little. You can tell when when, when they show the yeah. lineup.
1: I mean, that's that's amazing. She's really five one. That's well. That's what this guy. What says. if she why, ran why for the would, Why would he lie to me? I'm a politician. What if she ran for the Ukraine and wore high heels? Uh, a little taller. She'd probably be an eleven. It's interesting because she's mark and from qualify. what little
3: bit I've seen her run. She starts out of uh, the slow. block yeah. slow, uh-huh. and then twenty yards, twenty five yards in, just. That's incredible. incredible. But, it's, yeah, too bad for it's that. It's just weed. electric.
1: Yeah, no, and 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 from uh, and again, I'm not a big track and field guy, but from everything I, I've read about her, she's got this effervescent personality. She's very down to earth. She really connects with people. She's made a lot of money off her name, image, likeness.
3: Think you how fast. Yeah, exactly <laughs> the way she collapsed in her <laughs> collapsed in her grandma's arms after she won the hundred sure. in the trials. She yeah. went up the stands, it was just yeah.
0: imagine how fast yeah. she. If be, you can't enjoy it
3: or uh, appreciate that moment. Yeah. Wow. It just started sobbing and aggressive. Probably she's... high, right? Yeah, right. No, it was just incredible. Stay
1: off the weed. <laughs> so, uh, so World Anti-Doping Agency for all the very uh, uh in fact it, it's so clear that you're a geek of the week that every one of us agree. How often does that happen?
3: Five-one.
4: The
2: time. Stay off the
1: weed. Jeez. With all this talk of flood and pestilence and other signs of the apocalypse, it felt like uh, the show's been getting a little heavy lately. So rather than play more great new wave music, Sean said, make new wave music American again. I did?
4: MAGA.
1: Yeah more or less I am going to defy Sean
3: extra putting words in my mouth
1: and take us to Birmingham but not the Birmingham <laughs> down the street to Birmingham Birmingham England of course you are for the Wombats to lighten things up a little bit with their biggest hit let's dance to Joy Division
4: But I worked something out last night that changed this little boy's brain A small piece of advice that took 22 years in the making. I will break it for you now Please learn from my mistakes, please learn from my mistakes Let's dance Joy Division and celebrate the irony Everything is going wrong, but we're so happy The Joy Division and raise our clubs to the ceiling Cause this could all go so wrong, but we're so happy and we're so happy. So if you're ever feeling down, grab your purse and take a taxi to the darker side of town. That's where we'll be. Wait for you and lead you through the dance floor Up to the DJ booth You know what to ask for You know what to ask for You ask, join the vision And celebrate the irony Everything is going wrong But we're so happy Dance to Joy Division and we'll raise our glass to the ceiling. Cause this could all go so wrong, but we're so happy. And we're so happy. Let the love tear us apart. I found the cure for a broken heart. Let tear us apart. Let the love tear us apart. I found the cure for a broken heart. Let tear us apart. Let tear us apart. So let the love tear us apart. I found the
0: Sounds just like Joy Division.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's so the uh, the origin of this song <laughs> was um, these young men were at a, I think a nightclub in Birmingham, and they thought it was ironic that all these people were f- rushing to the dance floor to have these very intimate and enthusiastic dancing uh, sessions to one of the bleakest songs yeah. in uh, in New Wave. So they came up with. Uh, with uh, "Let's Dance" to Joy Division, you may know them from their more recent uh, output, uh, "Lemon to a Knife Fight," which is actually not a, a bad song, but maybe one of the stupidest song titles of all time. But when I listened to them the first time, I heard this song, I thought it sounds like Scouting for Girls. Who does the song "I Want to Be James Bond," which is a a great song, but um, but no, it's it's just That's a cool song. I like that. It's just the wombats. So yeah. uh, so we'll get back to the new wave. Uh, next week, but we thought we'd lighten. Sean, up. did you like it? Yeah, it was fine. <laughs>
0: bring a. Uh, yeah, it was fine.
3: <laughs> a bring a knife.
1: The enthusiasm. To a, bring a knife to a podcast. <laughs> um, so we we always love hearing for from yourself you. or from someone else. Uh, I, I, I may I may commit seppuku. I'll just need the ritual prayer mat uh, along with that. Uh, That's
0: that
3: cultural plan. appropriation. You'd probably use some yoga. Speaking of mats.
1: Actually, I could use some yoga. I haven't been able to exercise properly with this damn campaign. Um, so anyway, the um, the the whole idea of Room 7609 is you send us a great uh, new wave band that folks may have missed. Or you send us a great tune by a great new wave band and folks may have missed that tune. And we... We play it. We talk about it. Sean craps on it, and then uh, then I play an American band. He's like, "Why it. don't you play anybody from Eritrea?" Then we find. I think we found a band from <laughs> Chechnya <laughs> one it. time. He's like, "Why can't you play a band from uh, somewhere?" It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like some of the music. I don't. The pause. only people who win are oh, you, the just listeners. A
3: little so exercise so for you.
1: So we got lots of great merch. <laughs> if you to do want to buy it, all. you can get it at DrewAndMikeStore.com. com. Uh, We appreciate if you donate. If you donate like Kelly did, um, we take that money. It's that simple. Oh, I like
0: that. That sounds good.
1: Very simple
0: transaction. But you've been matching it.
1: Well, uh, so um, we did have a Geek of the Week with this joker, I'm going to be nice here, who uh, made his final child support payment in pennies. And then the family took the money and they donated it to a shelter in their town, which I thought was just the greatest way to make something out of to make some lemon out of a knife fight, I guess. Um, And so I said all the money that came in in June in donations to the show, we would donate to Crossroads in Detroit, which helps needy families in Detroit. They have two locations. Uh, You can find a link to their website on our website if you care to give directly. So since we made that offer, we received $96.90 in donations, which we will be sending to Crossroads. And I will be matching that for a grand total of $193.80 from your friends here at the Soul of Detroit to Crossroads. It's not uh, King's Ransom, but we know that they'll do something good with it. So thank you for for helping us do some good. Um, And now that we've done some good, we could use some money. So just give us the damn money. We, we could use some more sponsors. and uh, One way we keep the sponsors we have is if you let them know that you heard about them from listening to the show, we'd appreciate if you'd subscribe, share the show, rate the show, and of course, love the show. And uh, one of my favorite parts of the show is when we hear from you, like Nancy, who writes of Phil Mickelson, you hearing he just exploited the Detroit News A1 story because he had zero intention of ever coming back? He's only in Detroit this time because he's gunning to get picked for the Ryder Cup, plus presumably appearance fees from his sponsors after winning the major.
3: No, he acts like he gets nothing out of it. He was paid to come.
1: Yeah. Yes. So he picked this little story and blew it out of proportion, scapegoating the mean local press. If you're wondering what happened, Rob Snell, a great reporter at the Detroit News, reported that... um, that Phil was ripped off by a bookmaker from Gross Point like 20 years ago. People didn't really know this story. Uh, it was a great little nugget that Rob Rob found. Told a great yarn. Phil did nothing wrong. If anything, he was the victim here. Yeah,
0: that's what I didn't understand. It didn't
1: make him sound that bad. Yeah, I mean, we all well, know he's a gambler. I mean,
3: I think it was because the bookie was uh, tied with Jack So Alona, what? Right? It was mobbed up a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's just because he got beat out of half a million dollars and didn't have the cherries to go break that guy's leg. So sorry, <laughs> sorry, Phil. Oh, and you would? I mean, <laughs> for half a million, I'd, I'd break your leg for fifty bucks. Uh, a, so, a mob? For the mob? I also don't wager, so it's all theoretical. Anyway, uh, Nancy says it's always been his M.O., manipulating press, playing the victim. It's shtick. It's fake. He doesn't give a damn about his gambling story. Nope. California Country Club born and raised Phil Nicholson doesn't give a damn about Detroit. Amen. Wow, Nancy, bringing it. We don't want him back. Ah. Uh. Trying to buzz me mellow, but uh, but Nancy got me all hyped up. Uh, Again, we love when you rate us. We have almost 600 ratings. Brett Madcap Peel gave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast, noting, thanks for getting Sean on the podcast prior to the most important match in DCFC's history. The content was gold, and Mark's questions for Sean were very insightful. By the way, DCFC did win that championship. Sean Windsor was there. You can read his take on all that at uh, freep.com. Sir Lai also spot us five stars under a review headlined, very informative and entertaining. He went on to say, I listen every week. It's that simple, folks. We ask no more than that. Uh, looking back at our fundraiser, the ML for Detroit fundraiser at the Traffic Jam last week, we had a great turnout, and Shasta Fox rocked the house. Shasta Fox is fronted by Max Prokop, who also plays bass for the Smiths United. And he composed this little ditty, our 100th episode commissioned music bed, Buzz Me Mellow. If you're hearing this show on July 6th, tomorrow, July 7th, I will be at Commemoration in Park, talking a little bit about politics, answering every question that comes my way, and taking your suggestions for how we can make Detroit better together. To find out where I'm up to, uh, what I'm up to, where I'm going to be next, Follow ML4Detroit on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'd appreciate if you'd subscribe. And you know what? If you want to volunteer, get in- involved in the campaign, it's a lot of fun. Or maybe you just want to send me some dough. Maybe you want to get support. Get one of those
0: T-shirts, man.
1: Well, yeah, we could We could probably hook you up with some threads. You can do all that at ML4Detroit.com. Ooh, you're uh, a busy man. A lot going on. A lot going on. Sean's been busy, too, man. I see a lot of a lot of things being written. Uh, going to uh, soccer games uh getting uh getting uh milk duds um golf
3: tournaments uh, wrote about name image and likeness no i've been busy lately a lot of good things to talk about that's why and
1: what, uh, what tigers tell were you doing whilst busy tigers
3: Sir? it's about time to get back to the tigers too cuz they're they're percolating a little
1: bit oh I, I i get it is there some sort of sports writer curse in detroit because about 2 months ago i read all kinds of stuff savaging Al Avila for being a terrible general manager. Now the Tigers are starting to win. And I saw a headline the other day, no joke. It said, young Tigers fueling the resurgence. It's like, maybe you guys should have beat the crap out of Avila years ago so we could have a decent ball club here. What do you mean? I mean already, there right. are a
0: lot of good young players.
1: No, I know, but there were there were there were some there were some sports writers in this town who and, and you know, listen, I don't I don't follow the Tigers close enough to know whether it's it's merited or not, but they were just savaging the general manager for saying. He can't recruit talent. He can't find people. This team is is losing because you know of the the picks he's made and the decisions he's made. And now they're starting to light it up. They're 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 within spitting distance of five hundred. And people are saying it's the young talent that's I, fueling I, this research. I'm like, I think a which lot of, is it?
0: I think a lot of people feel it's in spite of a lot of the things that Avila has
3: done.
1: But who brought these John, guys in? He did. I mean, come on. No, he
3: deserves a little bit of credit for credit for bringing Hinch in too, who's who's yeah. given the team a jolt.
0: The,
1: the manager. So
0: the yeah. Tigers, to me, really shows how much well, – Tigers right now, how much sports is really about expectations because That's people true. are excited about them and they're just still not that good, but they are expected no, to be
3: terrible. They had back-to-back winning months for the first time in five years, exactly. which is kind of crazy. They're but playing they're playing yeah. entertaining baseball, They are, too. and, they, and they get after guys. they get good young pitching. Sure. So so Tigers a little bit uh, – the draft is coming up. The Pistons, of course, are the number one pick in the mm-hmm. draft for the first time in 50-some years, right? Yes. Since 1970 Luneir. or 71, yeah, yeah. since Bob Lanier. So that and some other stuff uh that we'll be writing about. So there you go, Mike.
1: I met Bob Lanier, he's big. Yeah.
3: Okay, Mike, it's your turn to take <laughs> us out.
1: No, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, what? Huh? What? I told you on? you gotta owe me fifty bucks if you want me to take you out. Do you think they should they should they should draft this hot shit guy from uh Kate
3: Cunningham? F- yeah,
1: from Oklahoma I State. I think so.
3: I'm gonna write about this week though, and how often the number one player in the draft each year is not it does not end up being the best player.
1: Okay, tease it. Oh, Don't tell us the whole thing you're going to I
3: mean, argue with you. Just tease it. Well, you can't really argue with
0: the no, fans, usually, right. No, usually the failures in that position are at center and power forward. For the most part, outside of Markel's fold, most, most guards that are drafted one overall
3: are great. Most. But they're not always the best player in that class. So that's the, that's oh. the thing, you know i don't know well, well i'm okay, gonna write so about it to and mark dr- and argue about it what are you trying to be carlos over there to shit on the oh i just like <laughs> dealing with uh reality so subscribe
1: <laughs> to the free press and get sean's take on it he, he may he may reconsider mark may may mark may make him see I'm the okay. light all plug, the, plug the
3: fellow shows that all uh topple not topple but uh sit atop of us in the pecking order and are much better shows plug them it's it's, it's
1: called the cowboy um so what? um yeah so sean's what? Going, Mark? i know
0: what I, mean, I know what he was trying to say uh, red shovel yeah, straddling sitting on top yeah he yeah. brand, yeah. brand could have gone reverse yeah. um, red plug, yeah. um
1: red shovel network plug it says here on the rundown that sean's referring by the way next week sean will be <laughs> back um and in the meantime if you want some quality <laughs> listening we have Charlie the duff's no bs <laughs> news hour and of course the drew and mike <laughs> podcast so thank you for listening thank you for indulging us Thank you for sending us donations, following us, subscribing to us, all that other good stuff, buying swag. And Cyrus, thank you for taking us out.
4: Can you dig that? Can you dig it? (laughs) Can you dig it? (laughs)